second episode of the Filthy Net Deckers podcast. I'm Nate, I'm your host, and I feel like my whole life is some kind of dream. And sometimes I wonder whose dream it is, and if they're enjoying it. Don't panic, though. I'm also joined, as always, by Tony, who was quoted once as saying, if there is anything more important than my ego around, I want it caught and shot now. Together, we form the best casual magic podcast on the internet, the Filthy Net Deckers podcast. People seem to love it, but luckily for us, dolphins also love it. You know, Nate, we've always assumed that we are more intelligent than dolphins because we've achieved so much, you know, like the wheel, New York City, wars, you know, and so on. Whilst all dolphins had ever done was muck about in the water and having a good time. But conversely, the dolphins had always believed that they were far more intelligent than man. For precisely the same reasons. The last message I got from my dolphin friend, I I think I misinterpreted it as a surprisingly sophisticated attempt to do a double backwards somersault through a hula hoop whilst whistling the star-spangled banner. Turns out the message was actually, so long and thanks for all the fish. We all know that in the beginning the universe was created, and of course, this has made a lot of people very angry, and it has been widely regarded as a bad move, but... Do you know, Nate? Do you know the meaning of life? Life, the universe, and everything? (laughs) Well, Tony, there's a theory which states that if ever anyone discovers what the universe is for and why it is here, they will instantly disappear and be replaced by something even more bizarre and inexplicable. Hmm. There's also another theory which states that this has already happened. (laughs) Wow, I um, really just kind of expected you to say 42, you know, because it's episode 42 while you're in deep thought, but... I guess we should just think about the unthinkable. Let's do the undoable. Let us prepare to grapple with the ineffable itself and see if we may not F it after all. It's at times like this, when I'm trapped doing a podcast with a man from Amesbury and about to die of asphyxiation in deep space that I really wish I listened to what my mother told me when I was young. Well, what did she tell you? I don't know. I didn't listen. (laughs) Alrighty then. (laughs) Alright, so on this week's episode, we'll be giving you our fan favorite segment, the FND 101, where you get to hear more about our lives outside of this podcast. Then we'll hit on the casual corner, where we give you tips to help you become a better player. We'll go go over um, Onik's historic brawl tournament that we are a part of. We've been doing pretty good in it. And then uh, we'll finish up with some deck lists. FND 101 this week, Tony. How did your week go? Uh, did what? you do stuff this week? Yeah, I always do stuff. I'm a busy, busy man. Yeah, I'm not. You are. <laughs> you have a life. Yeah, I, I try to stay very, very busy. Um, so I went to my friend Rob's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like an hour and a half away, which was terrible, at a mall. But, you know, it was at a brewery, so I'm like, okay, cool. So I went down there. and um, At a mall? Yes. Yep. Uh, Night Shift Brewing was at the Natick Mall. Natick Mall? Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so the place, when you walk in, was enormous. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen, a like, a brewery restaurant this big. It was mm-hmm. probably, like, as big as, like, the Sears. Okay. So can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. But they had, like, escape rooms. They had, um, like, all these huge activities. Like, they had... Um, a balance beam you could run across with axes swinging back and forth. Oh, that's cool. And, like, obviously there were, like, foam axes, so you're not going to die. And if you fall off, then you lose. But if you don't and you get to the end and tap it, then you get the high score for the day, you know. Nice. And they had this other, like, wall climbing thing. Yeah. I want to go there. Yeah, it was was crazy. There was a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, you got you got to reserve because it was like a two and a half hour wait. Oh, I know. But we, yeah, we yeah, that's where we went on Saturday. My son just said he's like, "Oh, you mean yeah. level, you mean level ninety nine? He's like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's exactly the place." It was that's enormous. Cool. There was this wall that you could climb up, and like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. There was a light that was bouncing back and forth, and if you know the wall climbing walls, yeah. Okay. And if you put your hand on that, on one of the pegs, like, it lit up. And if the bouncing light bounced off it, it would bounce to your opponent's side. 
then your opponent would have to try to stop the bouncing light also. So you were playing like pong, um, basically pong With, on a rock wall. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, like there was so many other crazy things to do there, and um, it was a lot of fun. That's neat. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, then the next day, I woke up and uh, became the game day champion at uh, Toy Soldier Games. Was that because you were the only person who showed up? Nope, I was one of two that showed up. <laughs> but I did get um, a foil at Sushi. Was that last Sunday? Yeah. I don't even think I knew that was going on, or I would have showed up just to try to make sure he didn't win it. <laughs> it it's not that important. Um, yeah, Mick posted about it on Thursday or Friday and said, yeah. hey, it's coming up this weekend. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know about it. Like... Oops. Okay. Okay. Well, that's nice. Yeah. And I had a big company meeting at my uh, my real job this week. Yeah. And uh, we had to go fight the company about a bunch of different things that they're ripping us off on. Yeah. And uh, my a lot of the people, a lot of the other bread guys don't really like to speak up for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to garner a bunch of people to get there and go. Like, look, I don't mind talking, but... I'm, I'm going to need some backup, like, mm-hmm. me against well, need, all these corporate guys. strength in numbers. Yeah, There's exactly. strength in numbers. I just need people standing behind me looking all tough. <laughs> right. Uh, like, I don't really like speaking in front of a crowd, believe it or not, but, <laughs> like, I, um, I'm like, I just need people there. Mm-hmm. And, like, six of us out of, like, 40 showed up. <clears throat> Ouch. So, yeah, it, was, it wasn't the best turnout. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we got our point across, and, um... They kind of buckled down on a couple different things. Well, not, that's good. Not as much as I would have liked, but mm-hmm. felt like we did okay. That's nice. What about you? What did you do this week? Um. Well, my uh, mother-in-law sold her car because uh, her job has made it so that she's like, oh, due to COVID, she had been staying home and doing her job from home. And they're like, you get so much more work done remotely. We're just going to make your job permanently remote now. Nice. So she's like, well, we don't need two cars anymore. So they sold one of their cars, was able to get a lot more on it than they owed on the loan. And so they were like, we're going out for lobster. You want to go? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, lobster's disgusting. I don't want to go and eat lobster. But I will go and enjoy dinner with you guys. So we went out and uh, grabbed ice cream at, you know, Hodgie's and, uh, and uh, Salisbury there. And then took our time driving up the coast because it was gorgeous on Sunday absolutely gorgeous you know driving up driving up the coast to new hampshire literally we drove the entire coast of new hampshire from massachusetts to maine just drove up the coast wow you drove to you drove that 10 miles that 10 miles (laughs) yeah that 12 mile stretch from you know massachusetts to maine but it's gorgeous it's so no it is it's one of my favorite drives and uh and we got up to the place that they like in maine warrens you familiar with it nope right over the border of new right over the border into maine we get there and they closed a half hour ago oh that's the worst (laughs) and we took our time to get up there too you know if it if it was a we knew they were closing we would have went right there and then taken the nice drive back home instead so we ended up going to a different place newix and dover and got a lobster and they were happy with their lobster and i'm like this is absolutely disgusting remember seeing people eat lobster it is the most gross thing in the world yeah, I mean, I've eaten lo- plenty of lobster in my life. Yeah, it's disgusting. You gotta wear a bib. They take the uh, they take the legs and they suck out the uh, meat out of the legs like it's a straw. It is the most disgusting and barbaric thing I have ever seen in my life. Not to mention the fact lobster's just gross. I, I think you're completely wrong on this one. Oh, go right ahead and think I'm wrong. Danny's giving me the weirdest look right now. <laughs> she's like that's a weird part of the conversation to walk in on but she was there for it yes i know she was the one eating the lobster all disgusting like yes she was sucking meat out of the feet (laughs) that she was not doing that is true (laughs) that and she was like i can't crack this lobster can you crack it i'm like yes i can crack open your lobster and then i Mm -hmm. crack open the lobster and it just does this all over her face yeah, that's why you wear a bib and don't aim it at people's faces. 
Yeah, that, I did not aim it at my face, so. You, named, you aimed it at her face. <laughs> Didn't aim it at all. No. Lobsters, I just don't like lobster. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. It's. I've never liked it. I worked at a restaurant for years, for a good year, where my job was to do baked stuffed lobster. I had to kill the lobster and stuff it. And after doing that for a year, I'm like, I'm good. I don't think I ever need to eat this bug again. Because that's all a lobster is, is a gigantic bug that lives in the sea. And tastes delicious with butter. Ew. Mm -hmm. They didn't even have butter on their lobsters. They said, this lobster is so sweet and delicious, we don't need to add butter to it. That's how good the lobsters were. Mm, that's good. That's great. I'm like, I'll I'll eat this disgusting cheeseburger. It's fine. <laughs> Je when you go to a seafood restaurant, they're not going to make a good cheeseburger. They're going to make a cheeseburger because they have to for people like me yep. who won't go and order seafood because seafood in general, I think, is gross. Yeah, fair enough. There's a lot of people like that. They were like, you could get scallops. I'm like, you're right, I could get scallops, but I'm good. I you like guys scallops, can... too. I love scallops, you're but... You're making me hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> I like scallops, but while watching people... <laughs> Lobster, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, the eggs. This one was pregnant. These are so good. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Hard uh, pass on all of this, folks. Anything else this week? Uh, no, that was it. Played played some more Pokemon. Nice, nice, I'm nice. enjoying that Pokemon game. One of my friends said to me, one of the owner of my restaurant's son was like, are you going to pick up Elden Ring? And I'm like, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Elden Ring. That game does sound good. Maybe when I'm all done playing Pokemon Arceus, I'll pick up Elden Ring. And then he goes, oh, and don't forget, Lego Star Wars is coming out. Like, you're right, Lego Star Wars is coming out. So this is what's going to happen. When I'm all done with, when Lego Star Wars comes out, I will put down Arceus to play Lego Star Wars. I'll play Lego Star Wars for like six months and completely forget Elden Ring even existed, is exactly how that's going to play out. So I'll probably never play Elden Ring. Yeah, I wanted to play Elden Ring until I learned it was more like a Dark Souls than anything else. It is a Dark Souls game, but I've heard it's nothing like the other Dark Souls games. I heard it's hard. Yeah. I don't like hard games. Okay. So, uh, I... I wanna... I've heard... I've heard it's hard, but forgiving. Okay. Where the past Dark Souls games are not forgiving, this one is... Again, I've never played it. I was told that right next to the tutorial, there is a level 50 boss. <laughs> so you can either go fight that level 50 boss, or move on with the thing, but right next to the tutorial, you can you play in the tutorial and level up to level 50 and take out this boss. That's what I was told. I don't know. Yeah, I just... Like, I, I'll, the, everyone says the game is fun. All I'm, ever, all I'm hearing is how fun this game is. And I have a PlayStation 5. I would love to play it. But I just don't have the time to play a video game like that as much as I want to. And, like, even Pokemon, I'm, like, forcing myself... I'm finding ways to force myself to play that. Because, if not, I'll just sit down and play eight games of Magic in a row. What's wrong with playing eight games of Magic in a row? <laughs> Nothing! But that's when there I are do. other games I can be playing instead at the same time, you know? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And I was trying to explain to the people I work with, like, I haven't been, like, an avid video game player in, like, ten years. If you don't count Arena... I have not played many video games in, like, the past ten years because it's all been Magic the Gathering for me. Mm -hmm. Same here. been playing a whole lot of Magic, so... Well, the last game that I really played hard was Skyrim, so... Mm -hmm. And that's what Elden Ring looks like, is Skyrim. Yep, it does. It looks like maybe harder, I won't argue that, but it looks a lot like Skyrim, and that's why I wanted to play it. Yeah, and it's written by George R. R. Martin, so it's, you know it's good. I was not aware of that. Yeah, that's his video game. It's That's why it's so good. I was not aware of that. That being said, I didn't read any of those books, and I only watched an episode and a half of that series, and I, I'm good. Wow. You should read the books. Like, the series is fine. It, it's good at first. And then, but the books are just fantastic. Sure. It's so good. I can't wait for the next book to come out. <laughs> Maybe when that happens, I might give them a shot. Yeah. 
but I don't want to sit in George R. R. Martin purgatory for 12 years while he decides whether or not to make a book. I'll never forget the day the last book came out. Like, I was on vacation, and I'm like, we need to stop by a bookstore. Like, I need this book today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's what we did. We we went down into town, and I'm like, bookstore? Bookstore? Okay, cool. Picked it up, like, an hour after they opened. I'm like, yes! <laughs> well, while we're on a random book tangent, we uh, drove by the mall up in uh, Newington. And I went, huh. I remember waiting in line at to buy a book at that uh, Barnes and Noble and the line to get that book was so long. It went all the way around the entire like mall and then to where the, um, the movie theater is and around the movie what? theater too. That's how long the line to get That's a this long book line. was. It, it was, it was a Harry Potter book. I, I want to say it was the last Harry Potter book. Okay. And so I went dressed as a Jedi. Of, of course. Why wouldn't you? Correct, of course. Why wouldn't I? So we, we go up to the very front doors and they're like, nope, you get your ticket here. The tick, If you have a ticket, you'll get a book, but you do have to get to the end of the line. And we're like, all right. So we walked to the end of the line and I'm walked dressed as a Jedi. My friends are like 12 feet behind me going, I have no idea who this kid is dressed <laughs> as a Jedi. Someone screams out, wrong book. And I look over at them and go, it's not a book, it's a movie. Goes, oh. So I'm walking along further down someone goes wrong movie i go it's not a movie it's a book he's like oh (laughs) yeah yeah come at me another person screams wrong series and i'm like shut up series it's 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 (laughs) shut up and just continue moving my friends are behind me just absolutely cracking up someone's like why did you come dressed as a jedi i'm like why didn't you come at me what do what you do, no matter what. Yeah. At that point, I would dress as a Jedi for any reason. Halloween, dress as a Jedi. Fourth of July, dress as a Jedi. I'm disappointed you don't dress as a Jedi for the podcast. Well, I'm a Dark Lord of the Sith. I'm no longer a Jedi. Oh, okay. There can only be two, though. Correct. I have an apprentice out there. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Sounds good. His name is Darth Boba. <laughs> The kitty cat. As your cat meows. <laughs> what? Let's stay it in. What do you want, kitty cat? Yeah, I know you want something. I don't know what you want, though. Can you give me, like, an hour? Cool. You talking to the cat is staying in the podcast. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So as our F&D 101 took a half hour, (laughs) I got one more quote from Douglas Adams for a casual corner. Our casual corner is a Douglas Adams quote? All right. I was wondering where this quote came from. A common mistake that people make when trying to design something completely foolproof is they underestimate the ingenuity of complete fools. Do you know what that reminds me of? Have you ever heard of... of the Galaxy. No, it reminds me of the trash cans at Yosemite National Park. Yes. Yep. You know what I'm talking I about? I 100% know what you're talking about. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, someone was asked one time, why don't you make the trash cans at the park bear-proof? Make it so that bears can't get in the trash and pull stuff out. And the person goes, "You would be. it would be hard to make something that is both completely bear-proof and not human-proof, because a human would much rather take their trash and throw it on the ground next to a bear-proof garbage can than figure out how to put it in the bear-proof garbage can. Now, the difference between the smartest of bears and the stupidest of humans is very small. Yep. It probably overlaps, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And when building a deck, think of that. Yeah, take that into account. Like, when you're making a deck... You're not just going to play against the best decks. You're not just going to play against straightforward creature decks. You're not going to just play normal decks. You know, someone's going to bring like a 68 card mill deck. Or they're going to bring like a mono blue, all counter spell, no win con at all deck. Why do they do this? Don't know, because they're having fun. That's what they enjoy, so that's what they're going to do, and you can't question it, okay? But just 
be prepared. Like, you think you're going to have answers to everything, and then someone's going to bring a curveball and just take you out in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, you're never going to have the perfect deck. This also reminds me of, play your opponent. Know who you're playing against. Um, back when I was heavily playing Modern, um, I was practicing a lot with my roommate at the time, Sean, and one of Sean's decks was a uh, affinity deck. You know, drop out a whole bunch of small little artifacts, put a... Uh, what's the name of that artifact? Skull? Something... You put it on the um, creature and it gets plus one, plus oh for each artifact. Why can't I think of the name of that? Um, cranial plating. Cranial plating, yeah. That was, it was just Sean's license plate was cranial plating. Mm-hmm. Um move the cranial plating on that that was the whole point of this deck and i went into and sean and i practiced a lot so i knew a lot how to play with this deck and i knew a lot how to play against this deck because i played against sean a lot with it so i go to a tournament and i'm playing and they play affinity and i'm like great i know all of the lines to this deck i know Moving this over here works. I know how to use the Arcbound Ravager the proper way to maybe be able to move all the counters over to my creature. So I'm assuming my opponent knows this as well. And I was wrong. My opponent did not know how to properly use their deck. And I was playing around them knowing how to use their deck. And I could have won that game three or four turns quicker than I did if I had realized that my opponent was not as skilled as Sean was with the deck. Because Sean would have seen the line and killed me four turns ago. They did not. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. And that stinks, because I didn't want to look at my opponent and be like, wow, you kind of suck with this deck, because (laughs) you could have killed me here, here, and here. I didn't, because I'm a nice person, but that was my thought was... Wow, you, you're you not good with this deck. You don't know what you're doing. I can run your deck better than you. And I don't normally think that about myself. I very rarely sit down on a magic table and go, I can play your deck better than you. This was one of the few times I've ever thought that in my life. Hmm. And it was only due to the fact that I've played Sean against this deck so many times that I'm like, if you put... All of your stuff here on block, it'll kill this. I, I, it's worth losing this creature to do it. They didn't. They just <laughs> We just trading? Okay, then. And then missing triggers with the plus one, plus one counters being moved. Then it was, it was the second game that I was like, all right, I'm going to take this risk. I could die next turn if they know this line. Attack. They didn't see the line, so I did not die. Untap. I'm like, whew. I could have died there. It was worth the risk, though, because now I'm playing my opponent. I'm not playing their deck. Yeah, that makes sense, for sure. Um, like, going on that same line, like, if you're playing someone who really knows what they're doing, and, like, they constantly are playing creatures before attacking, mm-hmm. and then they find, they draw land, they're like, ooh, they play it, and then attack without casting anything. You know they're going to have like some sort of trick. Mm-hmm. They they get something yep. going on. Yep. Got to um, be able to read your opponents how they play the game as well. Yep. Yeah. If, if you see them doing something different, mm-hmm. uh, that's why you should mix it up too. But that's a that's a different tip. Yep. Yeah. This is. I think that was a good one. That was a good casual corner. Sure. Uh, for Unique's tournament, um, how are we doing overall? Do you know? Um. So, we are supposed to be playing nine teams. Okay. We have finished six of those teams. Is that true? Uh, sounds right to me. And out of those six, we are five and one. Ooh, not bad. Yeah, we're doing we are, very, very That is well. very good, actually. Let's see... Yeah, um, we, we beat... I know there's a few games I need to still play for... for from a couple of teams. Yeah. And I know, I know Pyronauts, I, know, I need to play everybody. Yeah, I need to play everyone on Pyronauts, but on uh, Terror Teddies, we have played five of our nine games against that team, and we've won all five of them. Wow. Nice. So even if we lose the rest of those, we still have beaten Terror Teddies. 
So do we still play them? Do we? Yeah, we, I mean, we can. Can't hurt. We can. It can't hurt is my thought. I'm not going out of my way to find that last player, though. Okay. At this point. You know what I mean? If, if they come across and I see they're playing, absolutely, I'll play the game. But really, I'm not, if we don't get there, I'm not not as worried I like, like I am with Pyronauts or I still have to play every single player in the team and en- enemies and enemies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but we're 4-1. So out of those three games, I just need to win one of them and we have this. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, one of us needs to win a game two against BSB because Matt went two and one. I'm one and one and you're one and one. I know. So we just need one win. That's it. One of us needs to win. Um, I don't know. I he's got Moldratha. How, yeah. Um. Do you played against that? How was that? Um. I I want to say that was the one that they scooped in on turn five. Okay. To my was it omniscience that they scooped to? It was something like that. Um. I think. Can I tell you about the Rem Karulis while you're looking for that? Yeah. 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 So I, I sent you a picture of this one because uh-huh. um, I played Jacob because I looked at the commander and I'm like, I don't like he might have some sort of like shock spell or something. But, uh, you know, I don't know. So I I, um, I didn't play him on turn two. I waited till turn three when I had, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, some defensive mechanism, something to stop a burn spell. So I played yeah. Jacob and then they tried to burn him, played him and then flipped in omniscience, or, yeah, I, I did omniscience and did that on turn five. I was able to flip Jacob, put omniscience yeah. into play. And my hand already had like a bunch of draw card. Like, I think I had overwhelming, no, overwhelming, whatever Splendor. to draw, se- draw, draw seven. seven. Yep. Yep. And it had Ulamog and it had this and it had Ugh. that. Ugh. <laughs> like, so I just all of a sudden start casting everything on turn five. And Iulamog is two creatures he had. He had Rem and he had uh, the Leyline Tyrant. So yeah. I just got rid of those to begin with. Yeah. And then cast everything else. And I'm like, okay, I'll pass to you. He go, he plays some creature or something. I counterspelled it. Go back to my turn. Uh, I steal one of his lands. I, dist- I bounce a land somehow. And then attacked with Ulamog. Bounced You're Ulamog. You're so mean. Destroyed You're his so other mean. two lands. Oh my god, Tony! <laughs> and, like, I had the win. And I'm like, please don't have a land in hand. I want to win with a clear board state on my opponent. But he played one land and passed. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, no! <laughs> I want the victory, like, the flawless victory. <laughs> Terrible. That's awful. And I, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, how can I bounce Ulamog one more time? <laughs> Uh. Yeah, my Muldratha game against Muldratha went uh, turn three. I played a Letter of Acceptance, which is a mana rock. Okay. Turn four, I played a Prismatic Bridge. Oh, a Sika? Turn five, Prismatic Bridge triggers, giving me Shieldred Whispering One. That's when my opponent decided to scoop. Yeah, that makes sense. They had two lands Actually, in play. With Muldratha, can't they just cast their creatures back from the graveyard anyway? They had two lands in play, and uh, the 3-1 artifact equipment and sh- creature thingamabob. Yeah, that makes sense. That was all they had. So sure. they they play they sack their creature, they play a third land on my turn. I didn't even get to cast anything on my turn, but on my turn, um, you know, my prismatic bridge triggers again, and I have open mana to play more stuff. Yeah, the, the scoop made sense there. It was just a quick game. So I played a game last night against the Coyote deck, and they used that exile all artifacts and creatures. Farewell. They gain, they gain, they ha- cost two more to cast, and when they enter the battlefield, they enter the battlefield tapped, you know, the alchemy card. Oh, Divine Purge. Divine Purge, and exiled all of my artifact. I had three artifact uh, mana rocks in play, exiled all of those, and I was just done. Mm, Just done. 
could not recast him, didn't have anything in my hand to save me, was just done from there. Um, let's see if I can remember who it was against. Uh, no, it wasn't Coma. It was a blue deck. Dragon God. No, maybe it was against Teferi. Who's that um, guy in the chat who uh, says all the time? I don't know. Anyway, he's playing a blue deck. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm playing my Jacob deck, of course. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I cast Jacob with, like, five mana in play. He counters it. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, next turn, he taps out to play his commander. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it was Teferi. I th- it could have been Teferi. And uh, I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I packed it. Packed a negation. I'm like, I have five, and he's tapped mm-hmm. out. Like, I'm okay. He packs in return. In response. He packs your packed? Yes. Okay. And he had um, a mana rock, three lands, and an ornithopter of paradise. Okay. So, enough to, enough to pay for his packed. Enough to pay for his packed. But I had an unsummon in my hand. Oh, oh. <laughs> so I said, it, as soon as he cast Pact, I put good game. <laughs> he passes back to my turn. I unsummon his Ornithopter. Half past turn. <laughs> he, he loses to his own Pact trigger. Oh, we've, we've all do you been know, there. Do you know anybody that's ever lost to a Pact trigger, Nate? We've all been there before. No, I've, ne- I've never, I've never lost to a pack trigger. I don't know how it feels, but yeah. it must feel awful. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I've also lost to a pack trigger that way. Really, I've lost to a packed trigger that I would have been able to pay for, except for my opponent made sure I wasn't. Yep, yep. Had that happen to me before, I went, "Wow, ouch, that sucks." Yeah, those yeah. hurt worse. Oh, like, I was laughing so hard to myself, and, like, he responded, he's like, yeah, I have been drinking tonight, and I should not have done that, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was a bad move. I'm like, I was worried using mine, but you tapped out. So, I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. We've got three teams here. We've got two teams that one more win secures us the win against. BSB and enemies and enemies. If we just get one win, yeah. And I, I definitely think we're gonna win. Uh, enemies and enemies. Yes, enemies and enemies. We will beat because we need. We have four more games to play. Yeah, we just need. And one. we need to win one out of four games. Yeah. Let's hope I can beat their team once. I'll beat. I if I play Tiamat, I'll win that one. I've played enough. Commanders, I've played enough games with this deck against Tiamat that I know I will win that. Yeah, I just They're, know it was a lot of big dragons. And but it's slow. It's slow. It's slow like my deck is slow. I can't beat Muxus. When Muxus drops out on turn four, I can't do anything about that. Because on my turn four, I'm still kind of building. Oh, I could have done something against Muxus, but he has no stupid mana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I looked at my hand, and I'm like, I'm playing goblins. They're most likely not going to have a lot of removal. Mm-hmm. So I had um, an island and an inventor's fair, I think, and five cards. Mm-hmm. One of them being a counter spell, like actual counter spell. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to Jacob on turn two, and then I'll, I'll draw some lands. Mm-hmm. I played Jacob. He, I passed his turn. He plays Goblin Crater Maker that can deal two damage. Oh. Kills Jacob, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I never saw a third land. Ugh. For the rest of the game, no third land. He casts yeah. Muxus on turn five, mm-hmm. gets literal five goblins, and attacks. And I, I still was at two, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Nope, still no land. Awesome. Yeah, I might have used my board wipe a turn early. But I needed to, because if not, I probably was going to be dead with it when he mucks us anyway. Yeah. But 
it, it was a game. I was not expecting to win against Muxus because I don't have a good win record against Muxus. But, like, we've got two more games to play. If we win one of those two games, we take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've only lost a Fury of the Horde, right? Who's in second place? Correct, yes. We've only lost a Fury of the Horde who's in second place with us being in first in our bracket. Yeah, I don't think Pyronauts are going to even play us. No. They've got two days, right? Or do they have a week and two days? I don't know when this is all done with. Is it really all done on Sunday? I don't know. I, I think, I think uh, Onik said he was going to give everyone an extra week to make up games. So we might have an extra week. I could have sworn he said March 16th. Or was it, I don't know, maybe it was March 13th? Yeah, it's March 13th would be Sunday, so... Hmm. I don't know, but I know we. I've been trying. Yeah, 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 me too. Me too. None of us have played Minsk, so I don't know what's happening with that guy. Um, do we need to? Yes. No, we don't need to play Minsk. No, no. We don't need to. Yeah, we're 5-1. and one. Okay, That's fine. We've beaten them. We don't need to. So, again, I'm good with not playing that. I'm good with not putting resources towards finding that opponent. I would much rather play another person on BSB, play another enemies and enemies, or try to figure out how to play another Pyronauts player. But if none of us have played... And you said the person we have played is the team leader, right? Yeah. So how do we even get in contact with the other two? I don't know. I, I, one... I sent them a, a group chat today. I was just going to say, is that the one you set up in a group chat this morning? Yeah. And I just got to say, Matt's been doing fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I just looked it up. He's been 15 and 6 so far for us. Nice. <clears throat> He's been just That's absolutely awesome. crushing it. And not only has he been absolutely crushing it, he shows up. Constantly. He tries yeah. to get games in. He's always playing the games. And he's been here the whole time. There mm-hmm. have been pe- there have been some of these teams where the pe- person I've played and beaten is no longer on their team anymore. Yeah, because, because they just stopped playing. Because they stopped playing or they're like, all right, since I've already lost, I don't want to keep going in this. And so they're done. And because they're done, they have to replace the teammate. And, oh, my God, it's just a lot. And Matt is just with us. He's not even backing out at all. Love it. So couldn't have asked for a better uh, third person on our team. Absolutely. He's got a much better record than me. I'm 12 and 8 so far. Yeah. I have won every single... I have beaten every single team. I have a positive win record in every single team. Wow. That's impressive. Except for BSB, I'm dead even on, but I guarantee... I gotta win that realm. Rem deck. I will beat that Rem deck. Yeah, that one can be fast, though, because Rem boosts damage, so just mm-hmm. just be careful of that. Yeah, I know it can. But Yeah, I knew you were going to be good in this, because you, you play a lot of Historic Brawl. I have been playing a lot of Historic Brawl, yeah. Like I said, I know the play patterns of my deck, and in fact, I just built a new version of it. Yes. Jota Super Friends. Nice. It's... it's all of the planeswalkers I could possibly want in there. All I did was just go, do I want this walker in? Yes, I added in every planeswalker I think I would want into the deck. And then I just went out and removed a bunch of cards. And I'm like, all right, this is not planeswalker-centric, and removed them. I just literally have a filthy net deck. I went online, looked on untap.gg, which is the best one? <laughs> Click, copy, paste, this is what I'm playing. <laughs> I have not adjusted a single card. Yeah, um, the the version of the deck I'm currently running that is, like, the normal version and not, like, a fun Super Friends or I built an Evoke, an Invoke version with all of the new Invokes. Okay. Just to see how they would play out. For no other reason, because I didn't want to figure out which ones I wanted. I just threw all five of them. I hit copy deck, threw in all five, took out five cards, and then went and played a bunch of games with it and realized only two of them are actually good. The other two don't really work very well in the deck, so boom. Now I can only know if I want to throw those ones in. It's only these ones I want to run. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I made a Planeswalker version, called it Jota Super Friends, and I've won one game with it. (laughs) it's been i don't know if it's been just unlucky in the games i've been playing 
because some of them have been like, wow, you've just got everything you wanted. Good job. If I was running a normal version of this, I would lose anyway. That's what I keep feeling is that no matter what version of Jota I was running, I would have lost those games. Okay. So it wasn't yeah. the fact it was this version that I've lost. But if I keep losing, maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. I have not played any Historic Brawl outside of this tournament. Yeah, I I greatly enjoy it, and it looks like the paper magic I'll be playing has been turning into Commander. I had a six-person Commander night at my house on Monday. Wow, not bad. Danny, Danny has a couple of co-workers that play, and they only play Commander. Of course. And then we play... We play, uh whatever and i have commander since they came over can we play commander and so we had six of us playing commander a six player game mm-hmm. oh, i get shudders just thinking about that <laughs> john john passed his turn picked up a four by four rubik's cube made it so it was all messed up and then almost completely solved the rubik's cube by the time it came back to his turn again yeah i believe it and and a 4x4 four four is not a Rubik's Cube that you can solve in, like, a minute and a half. It takes, like, five or six to do that. But all all the way around the table. There was one point where I had enough creatures in play, and John was completely open that I could have killed John off. I could have literally... I did it to one of the other guys. I'm like, boom, you're dead. Sorry. Bye. You're dead. Sorry. He's like, damn. And he was, like, all sad that he died. But John was playing his deck. So John's all open, and I'm like, should I kill John? I could kill John, but if I do, it leaves me open for a giant attack from the other guy over there who has more creatures than me. So I'm going to be nice, and I'm not going to kill you yet, John. John goes, all right. Rise of the Dark Realms, put all creatures from all graveyards into play under my control. <laughs> Should have killed John. And then by the time it came around to John's turn again, he goes, all right, now everyone's dead. I was able to attack everybody all the other four players on the board with what he had in play. Like, wow, yeah, great. That's what I get for keeping you alive, huh, John? <laughs> Deck lists? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I want to go first this time, because I am so close to Mythic. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I should have, like, I've been so close now for a couple days. And yeah. It's just been 50-50 recently, but... Okay. Um, it, two different versions of the same deck. Um, it's Naya Runes. It, okay, yep. Um, this, and Alchemy? This is an Alchemy. Okay. Um, I'll give you the most recent one uh, first, because it's the one that untapped.gg said it was the better deck recently, mm -hmm. at one point. It might have changed now. I'll try it again after. But it's it starts with four generous visitors. Um, it's the one one. Whenever you put an enchantment, whenever you cast an enchantment, put a one one counter on a creature. On a creature. On a creature, not it. Yep. Mm -hmm. So good. Uh, for a circle of confinement, this is pretty much just for the mirror. <laughs> yep. Or for the mono white deck, who's going to play brutal Cathars and things like that. Yep. Uh, for Machiko's Reign of Truth, this yep. one is what the deck like is makes it so much stronger than mm -hmm. the the other version I was playing. Because it gives a creature plus one, plus one for each artifact and enchantment I control. And if I cast this on, like, turn four, generally my creature will be, like, a 12-12, 13-13. Jesus. And it, with Trample, with Lifelink, and it's just almost impossible to beat at that point. Oh, that's gross. It's got three Rune of Sustenance because this is the worst of the runes. Um, <laughs> it, it has them because it's the worst. It only has three because it's the worst. Okay. Um, it just gives lifelink, um, it draws a card, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't give any power toughness boost. Correct. Um, so I try not to play those, but if I need life, obviously mm -hmm. it's great. I mean, that on some creatures can give you 40, 50, 60 life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, right? That's nuts, man. Next, um, it's got four rune of speed. Yep. Which is the Get one I almost always look up with the Runeforge champion I'll be talking about later. Mm -hmm. Because it just adds another creature to the battlefield. And you're drawing yep. a card. And it gets plus one, plus oh. Uh, next is two Cami of Transients. Um, this list only plays two. The other one I had played four. Uh -huh. um, this, this card is so busted and broken when it's in play. 
Yeah. Two, 2 2 trample anyway for two mana. Whenever you cast an enchantment, put a plus one plus one counter on it. At the beginning of each end step, and if an enchantment was put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn, return Cami of Transients from your graveyard to your hand. Nice. Yep. So you kill this Cami, that's fine, because I'm always putting an enchantment on it. Mm hmm. And then enchantment goes to the graveyard when you kill him, mm -hmm. so it comes right back. It, it's unstoppable unless it gets exiled. Kind of like a totem armor. Totem armor. Yeah. Any enchantment gives it totem armor. That's cool. Or I, I've played against a couple mill decks. Yep. And they'll mill them over. And then I have an enchantment go to the graveyard just randomly. Ooh. Nice. And Cammy comes back to my hand. Nice. Really, really strong. Uh, four Rune of Might. The best rune, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, plus one, plus one, and trample. Yep. So that way your nice big creatures can get through. Yes, because sometimes they just have two one spiders that are going to block. Mm -hmm. And this one just says, no, 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 no. I got I got it. Uh, the mm -hmm. next one is Jukai Naturalist. It's the uh, green and yep. a white for a 2-2 two, two lifelinker. Enchantment spells you cast cost one less to play. It's the one that that deck is built around. It's an uncommon, and it's mm -hmm. so ungodly stupid. Because all your mm -hmm. runes just cost one mana now. Cool. Great. This is so one much cheaper. One mana draw card? They're all cantrips now. Yep. So it's that's better gross. than cycling, because your creatures are getting bonuses, too. Yep. That's gross. Uh, next is Runeforge Champion. Yep. Which I didn't really think this card was ever going to see play. Until this deck came out. It's two and a white for a two three. When it enters the battlefield, search your library and or graveyard for a rune card. Reveal it, put it into your hand if you search your library shuffle. One thing I did not know when I first started playing this deck is if you have something in the graveyard, always take that one. Oh yeah. Because then you could draw into another one. Correct. But it's just one of those lines of play that you don't necessarily see. Because obviously mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I just want to search my library. Why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. But no. Because you don't want less of them in your library. You want yeah. more of them in your library. Exactly. So do that. And it says, the second line is the, absolutely stupid. You may pay one, colorless, rather than pay the mana cost for rune spells you cast. So when you add that with the Jukai Naturalist... They're rune, free? Runes are free. That is disgusting. So then you just play rune after rune after rune. And they're just drawing draw, cards. Rune, draw, rune, draw, rune, draw. And you could do this with no if no mana left. On turn three, you can have like multiple hasty, lifelinking, trample creatures. Send me this list. Okay. But I mean, we're Need not done yet. Need to play this, Tony. Need <laughs> to play this. It's got four showdown of the scalds. Okay. Draw four cards, basically. And as you're casting these runes over and over again. The Guess next what? turn, they're going to be getting bigger from those plus one, plus one counters if you wait till the next turn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, generally, when you cast Showdown of the Skulls, you're not doing anything else. Maybe playing a land, if you haven't played a land yet this turn, you're playing that mm -hmm. from there. But it's the next turn when you're just going to start going off. Yeah. And it's going to make your creatures huge and stupid powerful. Wow. That's nuts. This deck is unbelievable. Like, I'm down now. I was at, like, a... I think a 78% win rate. Uh-huh. Um, going 50-50 recently. Like, I, the last few times I went 1-1, one 6-7. And one, and but before that I was 9-2, and 7-5. Like, and then now you're just right at that, I need one more game to get to Mythic and you just can't do it, huh? I need, like, six more. But um, yeah. it's so close that I can, I can taste it. Mm -hmm. But I've just been going one and one or whatever, so yeah. I, I think it'll be either today or tomorrow. I hit mythic. No, well, you're gonna have to send me that list because you're obviously doing much better than I am. Yeah, yeah. This deck is just stupid. It absolutely is. Um, and like I said, the other deck. Um, if I can go back and find it for you, it's very similar. Um, mm -hmm. I actually have a higher win percentage with this, but it might have been because it was earlier when people weren't really knowing what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the difference is this one has four commune with spirits, which is look at the top four cards of your library, put an enchantment or land. Yep. Um, it's got two touch of the spirit realm instead of the uh, circle of confinement. Yep. Okay. So it has less removal, but it's everything else is the exact same, pretty much. Makes sense. And yep. more, it has one more cami too. 
Yeah, the deck is so good, though. So, yeah, I want to so try good. it. It's, I'll try it out. It's the number one deck on untapped.gg, mm-hmm. and it's also the number two deck on untapped.gg. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so okay, then. It is, it is really powerful, really potent, and you should, you should be playing it. Okay, then. How about you? What have you been playing? I chose some of those decks from last week that I said I really wanted to try and play. And I went and I played them. I said I would, and I did it. Nice. Um, I, I brought to the ladder that Goblin Stadium deck with the uh, Strixhaven Stadium and all of those 1-1s. Yeah, you yeah know, of course. Yeah, that deck was... copies. That on, deck was what? That deck was on untapped.gg. So it won, or uh, magic.gg. Yeah. So one six and zero oh, must be a really really good deck. I went three and twelve. Interesting. I played this deck fifteen times, Tony. I lost with this deck twelve times, Tony. I I also played that deck eight times in a row. I lost this with this deck. Do you want to know how I did with that deck? How? I went four and one with an eighty percent win rate. How? <laughs> How in the hell? I played like, legitimately. The, I, I played the play queue, not the ranked queue. So that, that that shouldn't matter when I'm in gold three. I went from gold three to the bottom of gold four playing this. Yeah, I I had an eighty percent win rate with that deck. That is disgusting. Yep, yep. I don't I, know how that's humanly possible. I went one and zero against mono white, white green, bant. And uh, Sultai. I only lost to Boros. Yep. Green-White I went 0-3 against. That life gain deck. Here's some blockers. Sorry. Uh, Here's some blockers and some life gain. Sorry. Like, (laughs) you're right. That that does beat this. You're absolutely right. My God, this was terrible. Yeah, that was awful. I also played uh, the Red Deck Wins. The one okay. with Fanatical Firebrand, Reckless Ringleader, Robber of the Rich, Roiling Vortex, Static Discharge, Burning Tree Emissary, Goblin Chain Whirler, Rampaging Ferostodon, that list. <laughs> and went 15 and 12. Hmm. Okay. So How do you pronounce it then? What is it? Ferocidon. Ferocidon. Yeah, not Ferostodon. Ferostodon. No. <laughs> At least I said roiling right. That's true. That is true. Not rolling this time. I did not know it was roiling until you said it. <laughs> that literally card, thought it was rolling vortex. That card is really bad against the Naya Runes deck. Or really good against the Naya Runes deck. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, because you pay no mana for a bunch of spells, huh? Yeah, all of a sudden that's it's five disgusting. damage, five damage. I'm like, oh. Ew. Oh, that's busted. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that... that that Roiling Vortex definitely won me some games in this. I went 15 and 12, which only sounds okay, but when you're in gold, each win you get gets you, get you two pips. So I managed to get from the very bottom of gold four, where that other deck left me, all the way up to plat. So this 15 and 12 managed to at least get me the win rate to get me out of gold into platinum. Is it going to get me from platinum to diamond? No. Not at all. Not on a 15 and 12 win rate. I will have to play way too many games to do that. So I won't be playing this deck very much more after this week. But it was it was a deck to play. I enjoyed it. It gave me some good wins. But I really, my problem is red deck is not powerful right now. That's the big issue is that the mono, everything is out mono redding mono red. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Everything's too fast. Jund, that Jun sack list is doing what Mono Red wants to do quicker. You know what I mean? Like, you play up against any of the um, green-white gain life decks, and your your red deck will get them down to three, and then they will stabilize, and then you're yeah. then there's not much you can do. I did play that Goblins list, apparently, in uh, Ranked also. What did you do in Ranked? Oh, and two. Well, yeah, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, like I said, the play queue is completely different than the ranked queue. That was probably in Diamond also, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that was what I've played for decks this week, was the two of those. Okay. Do you have another deck? I do. Um, okay. 
to significantly less success than the last Clearly. one. Uh, I played uh, the Parhelion 2 with... Greasefang? Greasefang. Yeah. The, the deck looked good. I, I played I want to play it. this... I want to play this so bad, I just don't have the cards to craft, and they're not cards you will ever use anywhere else, so I kind of can't justify crafting the deck. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, it was awful. Okay. Was it? I, I did not win a single game. Ugh. Um, I To be fair, I was never on to the play. I was on the draw every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was 0-4. Took me eleven minutes to play all four games, and I got <laughs> crushed every single time. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. One game, two or one minute, two minute, three minute, and four minute. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Just so many times, I would get one piece or two pieces. Like I, like I would have both pieces, but no mana, or I would get um, one piece and all the mana that I need, but then not get a second piece to it yeah or sometimes they just play rest in peace on turn two mm-hmm. sometimes later line of the void on turn one or zero because <laughs> whatever and i'm like okay great throw my keyboard out the window you know <laughs> <Just> <laughs> my three three grease fang is or four three is not gonna win the you game did spend the entire last episode going this is why you need graveyard eight in historic so Yep. Oh, yeah, and it's true. You do. You 100% need Graveyard Hate because of decks like this. Mm-hmm. And the Jun Sack deck it does against, too. Yep. And it does it against the, uh, is it Phoenix deck? It does it mm-hmm. against the um, Unburial Rites deck where you're bringing back yep. all the stuff. If you're playing Historic, you have to play Graveyard Hate. Mm-hmm. And clearly everybody is because this deck was stupid. I went all the way from Gold 2 to Gold 3 with this deck. Wow. So that other deck also brought me from gold three to diamond one. Wow. The Naya Runes deck. Wow. Between the two of them. Uh, yeah, I've got to try that out. Uh, oh, I, I didn't give you my total record for those Naya Rune decks. Um, I went 23 and 15 with the newer one. Okay. And 51 and 24 with the other version. <sighs> wow. Yeah. So... It's been good. And 24, that's a lot of games. Yes, it is. But I've just kind of been sitting around playing a lot of Magic. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I actually, I, I enjoy playing this top tier deck, which almost never happens. Yeah. And Angels in Historic has been doing good too. I went 9 and 7 recently with that. Just the classic Angels list that we've been playing before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually have been playing a lot of Magic, apparently, because... Um, <laughs> I switched over to standard for a little bit to play the random green-white deck. Yeah. Like the ramp, and I'm 32 and 22 with that. I don't know over the past week. I, I didn't really do that, but... Um, I have been having a lot of success recently, and I like it. Good. So, I am happy to hear it. Cool, cool, cool. You can find the Filthy Net Deckers podcast on all social media. We are on Twitter and Facebook, um, supposedly Instagram too, but I have not done that in like a month or two. <laughs> so, you know, basically Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you and can TikTok? Find... Have you started a TikTok yet? Yeah. You haven't seen it yet? It's been amazing. No, I'm not on TikTok, so. Yeah, I do all my little dances. Da, 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 da. Filthy Net Deckers! He's, he's doing the Vogue. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so anyway, um, you can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. Get a hold of us. Follow the Filthy Net Dickers podcast there, too. Um, follow us on Facebook at the Filthy Net Dickers podcast. Uh, if you want to watch Nate on Twitch, you can. It's Darth Heretic MTG. Um, supposedly... <laughs> Two or three times this week, he's going to he's going to stream. <laughs> Maybe not, but <laughs> Warlord Wolf would really appreciate it. That he would. Yeah. Um, if you want to donate to our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash filthy net deckers. Uh, thank all of our patrons. We didn't get any new patrons this week, unfortunately. But de- definitely thanks to all of our patrons. We, yeah. we love our patrons. For sure we do. They're our favorite people in the whole world. 
As I look at my son. <laughs> like your kid's literally right behind you, Tony. Right now, you got me beat. <laughs> uh, anyway, feel free to share your deck lists with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. And I think that's it. I think we're done. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you.